that's that's what uh, freedom thirty five is like. Just kidding. Oh. Mm-hmm. All right. Although I think they still take care of a lot of business. Mm. Breathe um, in. Um, 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 um. Breathe out. Welcome back to another episode of Opinions That Don't Matter. Namaste. No. I'm about to do Warrior Six. Sean doesn't know yoga terms. Actually, you do. Somewhat. I'm Katie. This I'm is Sean. Sean. But I should change my name to uh, some enlightened name, you know, like uh, Sean of the Mountains. Mm. Yeah. Are you Native American? No, no. I'm just, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm dreaming of the mountains of escape. Ooh, escape. escape. Mm-hmm. Welcome back to another episode of Opinions That Don't Matter. That. Oh, welcome back again. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Right. How's it going, Katie? It's been a stressful week. All right. But I have a good to one, be honest. Nonetheless, still. Yeah, I mean, nothing's ever all shit. There's always some good golden nuggets. Ew. What no. uh, What buttered your biscuit instead of grind your ears? Isn't that the same type of thing? Or is it like I'm tickled if my biscuit is buttered? Yeah. Well, you don't want to eat a dry biscuit. You know? Oh. Yeah. So it's a it's a positive. Okay. Well, if your biscuits are dry, maybe you're doing something wrong. Um, what buttered my biscuit? I don't really know. I've been sleeping Ooh. a lot. Although, no, see, I haven't even been sleeping that well. I've been trying to go to bed early because I'm constantly tired. Ah, uh, well. I'm sorry. My biscuit has not been buttered. Although we're going to go do a, well, hopefully, fingers crossed, doesn't rain. We're going to go do a full moon paddle, which will be cool. It's going to be exciting. I have my inner child workshop coming up, which I'm very excited about, but that hasn't happened yet, you know? What is the full moon that we're going to see? I think it's like a specific name. You know how they oh, name it? I don't know. Name? That's a very interesting it's not question. The harvest moon, but I think it's the last the orange one of, moon, the blue moon, blue moon. There is a blue moon. Yeah, I'm sure there is. It's very rare, but it's usually orange, right? Orangey yellow. I don't know. Why do they call it a blue moon then? I think it's like the the um, gas reflection, around it. The reflection of Saturn off of the. Uh, no. The oceans? I Maybe. Don't know. I don't know. Well, you know, right now, Ben is uh, You've already asked sus- me hard questions. <laughs> okay. Yes. Here it says, the sturgeon supermoon. That's what we're going to see? Mm-hmm. So a big fish swims across the Thursday, sky. Thursday, August 11th. It's, yeah, the sturgeon supermoon. As I'm a Pisces, this is my moon. You oh. know? It's very, uh, it's written in the stars. Why? Well, sturgeons are, are fish. Oh, and so, you are fish. It's true. Yours yeah. is the fish's. So it's the sturgeon moon. It's the last super moon of the year. What makes a super moon? Just a swell guy or a swell gal? I'd assume it's like larger because we're closer or something like that. But Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm not really into this stuff and I don't know a ton. So one time I saw a full moon and I was so freaked out because earlier I saw the moon come out and it was regular sized. Okay. You want me to read more? Well, and then the, uh, I parked Went inside the store. I came out of the store. No, sorry, the gym. And when I came out, this was in Aliso Viejo, and uh-huh. it's kind of on a ridge. And when I came out, the moon was so... Hits the eye like a big pizza pie. Pretty much. It was massive. And I was like, what Maybe happened? that's a super moon. I, maybe, but I'd never seen anything like it in my life. I didn't know it was possible. The reason it's called a sturgeon moon is the Algonquin tribes of North America named August's full moon after the abundance of sturgeon in the rivers and lakes that time of year. Uh-huh. The sturgeon is North America's largest freshwater fish and have been reported to reach lengths of up to six meters, meaning Whoa. 15 to 20 feet, and weigh nearly a, a ton, but T-O-N-N-E? Yeah, a ton. Oh, I thought ton was T-O-N. Hmm, uh... Although one's plentiful, they're now endangered. Mm-hmm. 
Well, they're so delicious. They don't have bones. They don't have bones. That's why I loved them as a kid. My dad would go sturgeon fishing. And I once I've hit a bone in a fish, it's over for me. I can try to recover, but it's just not as tasty. I, I spend they- the rest of the time eating the fish, doing this in my mouth, trying to make sure there's not another bone. Right. And I kill myself or something. You know? I know. I'm always afraid that the bone is going to get stuck sideways in my throat. Because that I know. was the myth when I was a kid. <laughs> I'm sure mm-hmm. you could pass it, you know, but it'd probably be very uncomfortable. A supermoon appears around 7% larger and 15% brighter than a standard full moon. Whoa. Or 14% bigger and 30% brighter than a micro moon. <gasps> a micro moon. This effect is amplified further when the moon is still low on the horizon thanks to the moon illusion. Okay, that's enough moon talk for me. I'm, I'm over it. No more questions, Sean. That ends, thus ends our Q&A portion. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we're doing that on Thursday. And yes, we're going to go out to yeah. the lake. We're going to paddle mm-hmm. around, hopefully see a super, super duper moon. Mm-hmm. And um, it's going to be great. Yeah. I love getting outdoors this time of year. I'm excited. I was even looking because t- we talked to you guys last week about how we're going to Charleston for our vacation. We had to pick the dates and we're going to book it this weekend. But I was looking in Wyoming and Montana and was like, oh, it'd be nice to be outside. But, you know, there's so many places to go. Yep, that's true. There are. And Wyoming, to be truthful, some of the like, because I, I like boutique hotels personally. I don't like being in a huge like Holiday Inn if I can, if I cannot. And they're so expensive. Jesus criminy. Uh, boutique hotels? Yeah, smaller hotels. Right. Not like luxury. I mean, there are always going to be those. What makes a boutique hotel, you may ask? I think it's fewer than 50 rooms or something like that. Oh, okay. And uh, I remember the first time I stayed at one, I think it was the Ace Hotel. Mm-hmm. And they had a turntable and some terrible vinyl. Terrible records. Yeah, it was like the WWF 1984 Royal Rumble. It's like 3. they just went to what What I feel. Okay, so the Ace, no hate on the Ace. It's just not my favorite hotel chain because it's like trying to be cool. And I feel like I don't need it to be cool. I need it to be comfortable. I think they're pretty cool. The only thing is that they're they're a little hipstery, so they they tend to get pretty busy with a younger crowd. Mm-hmm. I'm not that young crowd anymore. You know, I realized I was not the young crowd anymore um, when all the kids laughed at me. No, when <laughs> no, uh, remember we were at the Ace. It was the last time we stayed there in yeah. San, in Palm Springs because we were in the pool and it was like a party, and we went to the other pool. We like relocated to the what I would call the adult pool. Mm-hmm. We talk to people like because we we'll have cocktails and lay by the pool. That's like our thing. But from there on out, we stayed at the Rowena, the Kimpton, and I became a huge Kimpton fan. I just can't do the unst 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 unst. Yep. You know, at the pool, that, that's a lot of. Uh, well, I want to relax. Yeah, I don't need to party, party, party. No, day drinking leads to me asleep at four p.m. Right, and I like to have a nice dinner, hang out with my husband, mm-hmm. chitty Meet, chat with people at the bar some later. Other people, yeah, yeah, that's my ideal. Where scenario. are you from? Kansas. That's amazing. Wow. Tell me about it. Yeah. I was the Allstate uh, surf champion of Kansas. We actually kind of got to do a little bit of our old way of living last last weekend. We went out to, well, we'd end up not going really to dinner, dinner. We were going to go out and have appetizers and sit at a bar and just hang out. But we ended up meeting some lovely people. Texans are so friendly. There was this little, not little, there was this tall, skinny, older guy that reminded me of my papa a little bit. Mm-hmm. He looked He looked like he'd been in the fields all day or something. His hands were like a stained brown from like doing something. I think he was a mechanic probably. He had, it looked like oil, you know, because yeah. your hands are clean, but your hands get stained. Yeah, they can't. Yeah, yeah, his hands weren't dirty, but no. 
anyway, we had some good ribs, good conversation. We chitty chatted with the staff. Sean got to meet um, the bartender. Does uh, brilliant jujitsu? Close enough. Brazilian jujitsu. What did I say? You said brilliant. Oh, it's because I was going to say Krav Maga. Oh. <laughs> I was like, no, no, no. Very and then close. I was in my ass. So yeah, Brazilian jujitsu. Anyway. You know, my fear about Brazilian jiu-jitsu, though, just yeah. real quick, is that you get there and you read the sign wrong and, you know, they, they want to give you a Brazilian and uh, and <laughs> ah, also wrestle you. Kelly yeah. Clarkson. <laughs> um, no, but he was really friendly. And I think he, I got the sense he was just looking for friends around his age. Yeah. Uh, wonderful person, yeah, I thought. Super it nice. It was a great conversation. And he was interesting because he was busy. Very. Pr- There's a difference between someone who works in a bar mm-hmm. and somebody who's worked in perhaps the bar scene in a, in a big city. Yeah. Cause he's from New York. He lived 12 years in New York or something. Like that. Yeah. I think he's 20, from London. 20 originally. something years. He yeah. was in New York. Oh yeah. 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 He and his wife. <clears throat> and then when they had the kids that came out cause her parents live in Austin. Yeah. And you can always tell somebody who's, who's worked in a major city who in a busy bar or mm-hmm. whatnot, cause he was hustling, you know, and he, yeah. he was, but he seemed very like it was all, it was just part of the program and he it. still made time to chat with people and do it was just yeah yeah and when he said where are you from to the 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 the, the girls that were sitting there mm-hmm. and they said oh we're from colorado visiting and he had an accent so they said well where are you from and he goes oh i'm an englishman mm-hmm. <laughs> as only an english person can say and uh-huh. I, I was like oh that's great you know uh-huh. and then the old man that sat down later after and i'm saying old man he was probably in like his 70s i guess so older guy anyway after those girls got up and they ordered this thing, uh, there's a drink in Texas called Texas tea, which is like Long Island iced tea. And that they're clearly like 22 or something. Cause they were like that. It's going to get you fucked up. It's got like seven kinds of alcohol in it. I was like, <laughs> yeah, it's just, like an adios motherfucker or a Long Island mm-hmm, iced tea mm-hmm. or on the office. Oh, a one of everything. Exactly. <laughs> Out of sight. <laughs> it was anyway, it made me laugh. Cause the girl thought that that's what I had. And I was like, Oh no, this is like, a, what do I have? The deep eddy vodka, sweet tea flavor with iced tea. I was like, that's, it's just a tall of that. And she was like, oh, I thought maybe you got the Texas tea. And I was like, my days of that kind of drinking are over. Well, that that's when he proceeded to walk up. Clive was his name. Mm-hmm. And he comes over and he had a, a goblet. It was a goblet. It was amazing. And, and I thought that young lady is in for a headache tomorrow. That That's that what looks- it sounded like. It sounded like a lot of, uh, uh, and, Mm, noises there's a cocktail or an invention Mm -hmm. that i believe originates in massachusetts 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 Mm -hmm. uh massive two shits so (laughs) christina calls it massive two tits oh does she (laughs) whenever she goes to massachusetts for her shows i like massachusetts i have a Mm -hmm. soft spot in my heart for them i love boston i'd go back to boston in a heartbeat well when i was living in new hampshire new hampshire new hampshire um I would dart down into Boston. I had a friend who was going to Northeastern. I didn't realize it was so close. I just looked it up on a map. I know this sounds silly, but because I grew up in the West Coast where states are large, yeah, I still have a hard time recognizing that like you can take a bullet train from DC to New York and be there in you know a couple hours or whatever. I think it's an hour and 45. And you can drive an hour from parts of New Hampshire, get right into Boston. It's crazy. Oh, yeah. Um, when I was learning how to ride a motorcycle, mm-hmm. my dad would let me take the Yamaha, <clears throat> the Yamaha uh, 850. Was mm-hmm. it 850 or? 750 
Maybe it was a 750 Either way. special. Yeah, it uh-huh. was cool. It made me feel like Fonzie, you know? Mm-hmm. And I would take that and go into Boston. So I'd go from the countryside, a couple mm-hmm. of hours. Well, it's easier to take a motorcycle too because you can park it somewhere. It was fantastic. And uh, so I'd park at Northeastern, stay at the dorms with Sean. Oh, and, yeah, uh, painter? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then we'd go into the town. And I had never really experienced Boston as a young person uh, prior to that. And he took me to rock and roll sushi because... It was the place to start the night. You know, you go in and... I think when I met him, we went to sushi too in Montreal. Yep. Gotta love a guy who loves sushi. We had that last night. It was delicious. Yeah. And so we go... And he he was playing baseball for Northeastern at the time. Mm -hmm. And so we... And it was kind of a big deal. And uh, we go into rock and roll sushi and kind of everyone knows his name, you know, like Cheers. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it was awesome because... There is the Cheers bar there, by the way. Yeah. All the uh, staff, they were wearing kimonos. And mm-hmm. on the back was embroidered like uh, scenes from rock and roll of the 50s or 60s. Oh, cute. You know? and, what a cool idea for yeah. a, a restaurant. Yeah, it was really a nice, like a, a grafting of these two cultures, you know. And I think the Japanese have like an affinity for... Uh, I think everybody has an affinity for rock and roll. Yeah. That's good though, right? Healthy affinity. I, I mean, it's just a healthy affinity for music, for art, for culture of different people, you know. Yeah. We're so connected now. Right. It, It'd be silly not to be. So um, oh, mm-hmm. so we go into this place and uh, we have like, you know, uh, the student poverty, couple of couple of small little mm-hmm. roles. Like we did, you know, we we're going to go fancy. But he goes, the reason why we're here. And I looked around and I kind of caught on. It was all students and a oh, whole lot of. Uh, I know what it is. I know what you're going to say. The Scorpion Bowl. Uh-huh. Scorpion. Scorpion. Yeah. You don't watch Trailer Park Boys. That's from there. And it's just a, a giant bowl. Some of them are flaming. Some, but they, it's like a one of everything, but a bowl. And then aren't they blue usually with like blue curacao? Yeah. I mean, all sorts of funky, but it was really funny because, uh, the way that you didn't you and Nichols a, have a scorpion bowl place in Orange County too? Well, that's how we kind of, oh, because he was like, Oh, you know began. about the, the scorpion bowl? Oh, I was like, Oh, yeah. Nichols is from Boston. So, yeah. And when we sat down, they said, Well, there's a rule. That, you know, there has to be, I think, a minimum of two people ordering it, you know? And she goes, so, yeah. yeah. And so she goes, so I'll I'll get you each one, but you're sharing them, right? (laughs) I was like, that's kind of a cheap loophole. That's so weird. Yeah. yeah, I'm okay with that because, you know, for your We'll both drink out of each of them. Don't worry. (laughs) Your your $10 uh, giant uh, sugar Goblet of sugar, yeah. Oh, my God. I think I got a flaming one as well, which is really tough when you have a plastic straw. You got to work around the, the flames, you know? We got a flaming drink once in Costa Rica. Nina might remember this. And somebody bumped the table. And so the flame, and we oh. like had to snuff that out. And then it like kind of warped the table a little. And we told the waitress, we're like, I am so sorry. And she's like, it happens all the time. And I was like. I remember in Montreal, the Italians, mm-hmm. and I, I'll probably get the, 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 the liquor wrong, but they would always do flaming shots of, I think, Sambuca. And it's like a black mm-hmm. licorice, uh-huh. really sure, Isn't that syrupy. Like, don't the Greeks have something like that too? Yeah. So I think is Sambuca for the Greeks or Italians? Not for no, them, but. no. I think it's an Italian liquor. Yeah. But the they're the Greeks is called uh or it's like Ozo or Uzo Uzo Uzo. There we go. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Katie. Mm-hmm. I knew so, it'd come out of my brain somehow. Mm-hmm. Sambuco. I'm gonna look it up. And uh, so, but you get it in this cup, and then you put your hand on it, mm-hmm. and you extinguish the flame. Roman Sambuca. Yeah. Does and it then look it like makes that? it. Yep, that's it. And then it makes a... I haven't thought about that stuff since living in Montreal. I don't think you could... It would not be lit on fire. They had to put like Everclear. No, no, no. You you can light it. 38%? Yeah. 
does it's it? pretty strong oh is that to light on fire i thought it'd be like real strong no it gives a nice little blue flame it's not like a a flamethrower we're not crazy but all the italian guys you know they're, oh, hey, hey, has high sugar contents right and then it when you extinguish it it suction cups to your hand and oh. then it's warm but mm-hmm. no big deal and then yeah. you, you turn it upside down or you know i don't know what i forget it seals it because it, it takes all the air out of it yeah and then you you know have it and it's a warm liqueur it's kind of nice oh interesting yeah it says the unmistakable character of licorice and star it's uh, made with essential oils from star anise and green anise mm. so yeah that i love black licorice i know it's like a people hate it you either hate it or love it and i love it i could not stand it growing up and then you know how i don't your taste think my buds? mom likes it either but my dad loved it and i always loved it we get those mike and ikes that were black and white oh yeah they'd have little sugary things on them no, but that's a different kind of Mike and Ike. We just didn't oh. get those ones. We got the black licorice kind. And it would like dye your mouth black little by little. Well, when I was working in Orange County, mm-hmm. um, we had these Germans that we were friends with. Uh, and they were, well, probably in like their, their 60s. Mm-hmm. They had a fascinating story, but I won't get into that. That's for another day. And um, <laughs> A tale for another day. They were really nice people. And they would come to America for like six months out of the year and then go back to Germany. Like they were... Mm-hmm fairly well off um, and they were friends of the owner of the company that I worked with okay, or worked at but they would always bring treats oh yeah yeah and the first time they brought treats I was like disgusting because I <laughs> but I had to pretend I liked it you know so I popped one in my mouth and thinking just to be it nice was, yeah. but it was black licorice so I was like I don't want that at all oh but so delicious they were so excited to give us mm-hmm. German treats at that time I'd never traveled well, that, to Germany before things so. weren't as connected as they are now you couldn't like get things shipped internationally as easily and you know right at first i thought this is really offensive the taste of it Mm -hmm. and so i didn't touch them for like a couple of weeks you know but then fast forward a couple of weeks later i i I was having a hankering Mm -hmm. and by the way they had gone home by this time you know okay and and so yeah that, that sounds about right and so i tried one and man it was for some reason like it was delicious and it didn't taste like how in a couple weeks that you're, you're no, jerking my chain. It just, it was because it was so strong and concentrated. Mm-hmm. And I was used to Twizzlers, you know? Yeah. Like a black twiz- Twizzler that doesn't this really different. have. It's not as strong as like a hard candy. Yeah. and It probably has that like, like essential pastille, oil or whatever. You know? mm-hmm. uh, and, and so the first time I tried it, I was like, whoa. You know, like your eyes yeah. are kind of burning. But then the second time I tried it, I was like, now I get it. Now this, I like it. I did. Mm-hmm. I really liked it. And then... I remember making my way through that candy pack in like three days, oh. four days. Mm-hmm. There wasn't a lot. There was maybe like 20 little hard pieces in yeah. it. And then I couldn't stop thinking about it. And so and you couldn't get them anymore. I couldn't get them until they came back. Yeah. But uh, they did and they brought more. Um, so that was <laughs> Remember really nice when Billy, them. a member of our community, sent me a whole bunch of tasty treats from Australia. I still, there are certain flavors of potato chip and stuff that you guys have, like chicken. I like the chicken ones. Um, there were also like these little crunchy, I forget what they were called. Anyway, we had been eating on them and then we were going home to Washington for a month. Remember when we snowboarded and all this stuff? And so I brought a ton of it so it wouldn't go bad and people went fucking nuts for it. Where'd you get these? How? What flavor is this? How come I haven't seen this before? I'm like, because you're not Australian. That's I thought why. it was odd that on the bag it said half a chicken in each bag. <laughs> like, how, how did they do that? They no. dried the chicken first and grind it up? I think or? it's a little bouillon. Oh. It's delicious. Thank you, Billy. That was tasty. I still have dreams about those tasty treats. And Jewel sent us all those other tasty treats and the Jaffa cakes and the, uh, oh, they're like Fig Newtons, but not Fig Newtons, like the better ones from where Northern, what's that area called? I have to look at the book. Anyway, 
Thank you, Jules, for that. I love the tasty treats. So we've talked about uh, mm-hmm. tasty treats. We've been around the world with candies. Uh-huh. What else is happening, Katie? Honestly, the only thing on my mind, and I think it's also the only thing on your mind, is building a studio is stressful. Working with construction people is difficult. And yeah. everybody I've spoken with has a tough time with contractors. And I wish it weren't, say it ain't so, but it's so. Yeah, it's taking a little bit longer than we thought. And, and, and I'm we have to check in and when's this happening and how come this hasn't happened and wait, but they said, uh, the inspector said this has to happen. How come that's not going? It's so exhausting. Sean has been enraged multiple times, had to walk around the block, take a little walk. Yeah. But I had a beer night the other day and mm-hmm. it was fantastic. And we sat around and uh, I, lamented I about your con. <laughs> I, I was kvetching mm-hmm. hard mm-hmm. and everyone else shared their story. And I was like, ah. Oh, it's okay. nice to not be alone mm-hmm. because you're like, God, am I such an idiot? Why is this so difficult? But then everybody else, even my mom was like, because she renovated her two bathrooms in her house. And she was like, oh, and it's I, it's still not what I wanted. Like, he still hasn't done some of the things he said he was going to do. Right. right. I wish I knew more about construction at this point in my life. And maybe this is when I do become educated about it because I've, I've had to look mm-hmm. at blueprints for a while and, and understanding how framing and roofing happens. And it was really nice yeah, to have this, PJ here. To, the timing of things, I think, is what we I didn't realize. I mean, obviously, you know that, like, you're going to build something in a certain way but i didn't know that there was you know this goes first and this happens but right. i didn't know all that that it mattered other than what logistically or i guess i don't know yeah just logistically would have to happen i like, can't put the roof on if the walls aren't up like the, but Lately, I just, I've, I've found myself going up there because it's above the garage and mm-hmm. it looks out over the trees mm-hmm. and i i sit there and i cry <laughs> and i feel like millhouse on oh, uh, simpsons yeah, going into his you know and he's yeah, upset. no girls allowed you yeah know? <laughs> that's well, you can, girls are allowed in mine, though. I'm not. Thank you. I'm not sexist. Thanks, especially since well, only it's one our girl. studio. One girl, only Roxy, one? <laughs> and a lady. That'd be you. Okay, thanks. Yeah. thanks. Yeah. But Roxy doesn't want to go up there because the staircase goes. It's not all. I don't even want to go up that staircase because it's not fully grounded yet. It's not complete. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, gives me the heebie-jeebies. Yeah, and I don't want to tell John and Yvonne this, but uh, when I showed them proudly, we went up the staircase and walked over mm-hmm. the studs, and the studs had that uh, particle board that was mm-hmm. covering it and nailed into place. I, I took a piece of that particle board because um, I was so angry. <laughs> it was up top, and I threw it into the dumpster, and it dis- it just disintegrated. I was like, <gasps> we were walking across that stuff? When you guys went up, and even John was like, I'm not about to. <laughs> Essentially, I'm going to get the hell out of here. Yeah, And I was like, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, that mm-hmm. feeling, that pit in your stomach when you're uh, in a dangerous situation, that's Mother Nature trying to keep you yep, alive. Yeah, keeps you, know? you alive. Listen to her. Listen to that. Um, but anyway, yeah, so that's, I think that's just been like, ugh, so stressful. And also part of the reason why we haven't been able to take vacation because we don't want things happening when we're not here. And so it's just been a, a thing. Yep, but it's life. And when this project is completed, wow, I'm going to be so excited. It's going to be so nice. Last night around 12.30 at night, I was um, emailing back and forth with the engineer, the structural engineer, because we have to make sure that... Yeah, we don't want to fall apart. Yeah. And I don't want to fall through, ah, like the money pit. <laughs> One of my favorite films ever. <laughs> mm-hmm. When he falls That's... through the bathroom... Maybe we should watch that so we have a good laugh. Yeah. And he's he's just at wit's end and he's, ah, you let Tom Hanks uh-huh, is dangling that through that laugh because his, his arms are holding him up. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Well, if I go missing... 
go looking because I may have look. fallen through that. Well, part stop of the board. going up those stairs till they're ready. It's the only place I can cry safely. You uh, can cry. We have a big house, just the two of us. Roxy doesn't judge. Hmm. She might lick your face, but that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, I'm I so last night after talking to the engineer and putting together my email um, for the contractor, just hey, here's our list. I I decided to take it down a notch because I'd been really wired for he two got days. himself real. And even last night I said, don't let it eat you up, honey. I, know, I took your words to heart. And at 1230, after I'd gotten it all out, I did this whole email. Mm-hmm. And then I put that one aside and wrote the real email. Which is, <laughs> Good. You know, yeah, because and then I realized the power of journaling. Ta-da. You I had an aha moment. Uh, well, yeah. Take Some, on me. Take, take on me. Yeah. Aha. Uh-huh. We yeah. got our little girl. She come to see us. Um, yeah. Because sometimes you just need to get that stuff out of your head and not let it eat you right. from the inside. Because, and not that, again, you didn't have to send it to him. You just needed to get it out. Sometimes that's so cathartic. I found a lot of old letters I've written to people. It's kind of funny and like to read it now, but it's angry, right? Because I write really, I write it personally i cannot type i have to like yeah you son of a i turn into daffy duck but anyway i though i found those when we were moving and i was like oh my god this is hilarious but then i was like they were an asshole i should have sent it i'm just kidding right nowadays you, you can get in trouble for sending things too quickly you know that's why you don't put it in the email form because you could or if you're writing it don't put their address in the email. that's my trick yeah, because then if you don't accidentally hit send or some shit. And I think the new Gmail has an unsend button that's good for like 30 seconds. They say that. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Like, it gives me anxiety unsend. nonetheless. Ugh. Imagine back in the day, though, you had the luxury before computers and all this mess that we call the internet uh, where everyone's connected in each other's business. You'd actually have to write the angry letter. Fold then you it have up. To fold it up perfectly. Put it into an envelope. Lick the envelope. Get the stamp. It down, take oh, yeah. it down. There's a poll process, as many steps for you to say, you know what? It's not worth it. Or, or fuck that person. Put a little doggy doo doo in the envelope mm-hmm. so that when they open it, it falls out, you know. <laughs> Put it on the flap. <laughs> I wonder if that's illegal to mail poop. Probably. If you if the post you office caught wind of it. You put your poop in the mail. No, I didn't. Oh, yeah, but that's. The that polar was guard. Medically sealed poop. I'm talking about mm-hmm. like a loose envelope, you know, with a, you know, with the, the plastic window. It's just a dookie. And, and you know what? And you you're, just draw on the outside of a little middle finger. <laughs> like that. And, and then you, you take those little uh, googly eyes mm-hmm. and you put that on the inside, you know, with gloves, of course, because we're sanitary. And you, and you put those oh, eyes. Oh, because we're in sanitary. <laughs> no, I'm not that vengeful of a person. I'm more like, say what you got to say. And then you, then I decide whether I'm even up for making amends or if it's over. I'm not vengeful either, but I... Like I, I have a wild fantasy, you know, not fantasy, but like my mind can spin. And, and then I started thinking about putting the, the, the doo-doo. <laughs> <laughs> Sending doo-doo via mail. Right. Yeah. Boy, people tune to this podcast and they probably think, what? No. What in the world? Can I tell you something that I saw happen one time? What? I lived in the dorms when I was living in Jasper, mm-hmm. Alberta. Mm-hmm. And there was a person who... And I don't really know the story because I, I wasn't up on the drama. I don't really care. But someone had, had tattled on someone else in the dorm. Okay. And I don't know what exactly they tattled for. It was probably for being late or loud, I'm sorry. Okay, or, yeah, you yeah. know, like partying yeah. after hours, things like that. And so 
uh, one time coming back from uh, my work shift, uh-huh. uh, I opened the door and it's a long hallway. And down at the end of the hallway, I saw someone yelling and freaking out. And it was the person who was possibly a snitch. Oh. Someone had taken a pizza box and put it at their door and they had, uh, uh, you know, opened it. You know, so they thought a pizza had come in from town and mm-hmm. been delivered incorrectly. When they opened it, there was a, a, a dookie. <laughs> <laughs> had a fake plate drawn you know and oh. a knife and fork oh, like eat said, shit. Eat shit you know and i thought wow that's that's some spiteful you know yeah um, you gotta poop in a box yeah, somehow first you gotta order the first pizza. you draw you draw your your things so you don't have to deal with oh yeah you don't draw it afterwards that's good that's good planning oh man and then you you have a bunch of spicy peppers you know the no let's stop this is too much that's that's crazy though people are wild i don't this sounds silly, but my thought has always been, I don't need to give any more energy to this person or this situation. Yeah, I just need to remove myself from it because I will reach capacity. It's happened to me a ton of time in my life where I reach capacity for how much I can tolerate from someone or a situation or like even a business proposition. I'm like, you know what? It's too much stress. I have to remove myself. Yeah. No, that's the best bet. And that's how you feel a lot better about it. You mm-hmm. know? Well, then it's a relief instead of letting the hate eat you. Right. And then even Vengeance expressing is, it that way. What's that? Even expressing it and like getting it out, it's still with you because you've like let it like brew. Yeah. You know? Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. Right. Oh, is this a But religious that's like problem? the old school Bible. Like the, the new Bible, they're like, hey, just turn the and other the cheek. old school's like eye for an eye. Right. Yeah. That's some crazy shit. Are we ready to get into letters? This has gone, taking a dark turn. Oh, we can. We okay. can definitely. Let's move into our letters from our amazing otdm fam and our first one is from our pnw correspondent leanne hello we haven't heard from her in a little while says oh no now i'm falling behind (gasps) hope things will get better geocaching those are our topics are you ready we're ready says hey katie sean roxy and the otdm community howdy do oh no as i was trying to catch up on your episodes i prefer to watch and listen to you share my letters so that's what i did but then searched up and sent my emails to you guys just to see where i was with my stories and updates it does help to know right because sometimes you forget that's why we have a tough time where i'm like have we shared this story before probably the winston puppy parlance one was the last email from me and that episode that that story was in is already out so we're caught up Okay. I will go back and listen through the podcast episodes just or that I watched, just my letter portion. Gotcha. Should probably download them because I'm eventually going home by plane, long travel day, and need something to listen to. Yes, download away. I know I haven't gotten a chance to update you um, of where I've been recently as of July 2022, since it's still July and it's been a rough month once again with my mental health. You guys in the OTDM community probably don't want to hear about what I struggle or what a struggle it has been to get mental health support. Note, I'm working on it. It's beyond frustrating, but I'm trying at least. That's all we can do is try. I was talking to another member of our community and they're trying to find someone for their husband. And it's hard to get support sometimes and to find the right people. And yeah, all we got to do is try. Yeah. And when you're looking for support is the time when you don't have the motivation, mm-hmm. right? Or you almost it's like that old is it theodore roosevelt said the time to fix the roof is when the sun is shining right it's like that that's a good uh I did, i've never heard that oh yeah i think it's the someone's probably correcting me that's fine horrible transition so we're moving on but this is a new hobby 
Ready for this new hobby? Oh, I remember. Any geocachers out there? Geocachers? Cachers. C-A-C-H. Cache, right? Geocachers out there? Katie and Sean, have you heard of it? Yes. What's it mean? What is that? So geocaching Mm -hmm. is basically you have the coordinates for something. And you go looking for. Oh, it. people go looking for treasure because yeah. other people like it doesn't have. It's not like expensive things. It it's could more be a about trinket. It mm-hmm. could be all sorts of things. Mm-hmm. And now I could be wrong about this, but I believe there was a. This was happening in the early two thousands. Yes. And I'm going to get the story wrong, but apparently there was a. You know, when you climb a mountain, oftentimes there's a uh, a case at the top of the mountain where uh, you can open said metal case or weatherproof case mm-hmm. and there's a log book. So who's been oh, there? Oh, you can sign it. Oh, that's cool. Right. But unfortunately, I think it was Tom Cruise had written his name in, in the log book. And, oh, so when somebody took it? Well, there had been a bunch of people who had signed it and it was known that Tom Cruise, oh, page you know, 45. And it, I could be wrong. He could have flown on a helicopter. Probably didn't climb the mountain. He, he seems just, fit, right? Yeah. He did Mission Impossible. Are you kidding me? That dude is super fit. I mean, yeah. Relatively, and, yeah. But... Um, and I think people were like going geocaching because he wasn't the only celebrity. I think they were going geocaching to like steal these pages. Oh, no. Maybe I'm confusing Sometimes two it, different stories. Is this, I think this is a film that uh, Nicolas Cage was in. Right. <laughs> National Treasure. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Tom okay. Cruise is. So back into geocaching. Okay. So we do know what it is. When I was younger, my siblings and cousin did it a little bit. Not enough to remember though. But in late March slash early June, I went to go visit my cousin, same age as me. We are close. And on her one free day off during the short time that I was visiting, she got me into geocaching again. Nice. I've done more geocache finds than her now. I've got more free time, you see, which is probably not the best, but everyone has differences of opinion on that note. And I stopped finding micro caches because they are unbelievably small. Hint, the name, micro. Right. And prefer small or to large because it's more fun to trade items and leave items for other finders. Oh, so that's what you do. Okay. So that's kind of cool. You take some, you, <laughs> yeah, you take, leave a penny, take a penny. Exactly what I was going to It's like you read my mind. Didn't know how big the geocaching community is all over the world. I mainly do it alone because I have a tiny social group. And if I'm stressed or my mental health is in a crummy place, it's one of those things that it's better to do alone. That's cool that you have a resource, something to like distract you, get out of your head, do something different. That's actually pretty cool. I haven't heard of that one uh, as a, is that a yeah, as a resource skill? or resource. coping skill. Yeah. yeah, either or. In your toolkit. Yep, exactly. To the OTDM community, question for you. Have you heard of geocaching? Do you do it or know people who do? I'm just curious how far geocaching can go with a large community across the world here. Katie and Sean, not sure how this would work with trying to ask everyone in this community a question that they could if they wanted to, like those polls or maybe those questions on Spotify. <sighs> I don't know. Unless if people want to write in, you can leave it in the comments. Let us know in the comments. Have you done geocaching? Do you like it? Talk about your experience. Inquiring minds would like to know. I'll write soon because clearly you guys are getting through my letters at least quicker than I can write back. One of these days, hoping to go back. Oh, go back, back and listen to current episodes and me respond to other listener stories. I need more things to share with you guys. Happy Thursday. She wrote this on July 14th. Leanne. So we're about a month out. Well, happy Thursday to you, Leanne. Yeah. I know I'm talking to you in the past, but mm-hmm. we got an. <laughs> it's always good to hear from you. <laughs> we got a, the funniest. I love this email because we randomly get the, the most ridiculous spam emails. Yeah. This one I knew was a spam right away, but I want to share it with you all because it's funny. Oh, it's, wait, before before we let uh-huh. Leanne go, um, I'm just wishing you good mental health. I hope that, uh, you yeah, know. Yeah, we'll come out of it, yeah. right? 
It's and, like waves. And I do appreciate you sharing about geocaching because I have read about it. And You've I've, never done it. Maybe we should try to do it in Charleston a little bit. I never got off my la- lazy duff. And lazy I, duffs. Yeah. And, and I maybe I'll go try it myself. Yeah. Maybe this weekend we'll go into like downtown. I'm sure 6th Street's got some. I'm going to have to look for instructions on the internet, but I, mm-hmm. and we'll have to pick up a couple of trinkets to stash. And, yeah. We got to get this. And we'll have a, we'll need a, a cool carrying case, you know, or a trophy mm-hmm. case, maybe. Like a little shelf. Mm. Oh, what if we put a shelf up? No, our geocache. geocache. That cache. Get that cache. So this, yes, I agree. Let's do it. Okay. It'll be fun and goofy. It'll be a thing we do. You've inspired us, Leanne. Okay. I got just got, <laughs> this is a junk email. And the more I read it, the more ridiculous it is. So it's entitled Demolition Services. It says, hello, trust you are well. I got your details through the internet. Oh, <laughs> as a reputable demolition contractor, I would like to know if you offer complete demolition services for a house with complete cleanup, meaning debris. Re- it just what in the world it's stuffed with keywords. Should I email back and say, yes, I'm interested. You know how it gives you those automatic responses. I'm interested in demolishing your house. <laughs> mm-hmm. Tell them. Yes. Yes. Send I, it. I have anger problems. I'd like to get it out. Do you know that uh, a member of our community, Andrea, was telling me. This is a while ago that like those rage rooms and like demolition, they find actually only makes it worse because you're like working your system up. You're not really getting it out. Hmm. I mean, that could be just one research article. That's the thing about research is that you want to know if it's peer reviewed, if if there's been a post hoc analysis of it. There are multiple articles that all point to the same, you know, conclusion. Star Wars warns of this many times where, you know, the Jedi is uh, told to use his his feelings of anger Mm. to strike down, you know, and, and... it's not good. That's not good Because you just all. become uh, tougher and meaner. And then... And then you join... Yeah. Then you start talking like that. <laughs> right. And then you have a job at CNN where you mm-hmm. do the announcing, you know? Yeah. Exactly. Perfect. Yeah. I aspire to be one of them. I'm just kidding. Okay. We're moving on to Blair's letter. Are you ready? All right. Yes. It's entitled Podcast Talk. I like it says, hello, I've been listening to your podcast since the very beginning. Welcome, welcome. I'm glad. Oh, what a wonderful time it has been. All of the fun stories have been a barrel of laughs. I never realized laughs could be measured by the barrel. Sean, maybe you have Canadian input on such matters. (laughs) I love it already. You were talking about parking garages, but I actually have some input on it. I was in Vegas for a wedding recently. Don't get too excited. I grew up there. So the weddings I attend are usually people from there, meaning no chapels on Las Vegas Boulevard. Bummer. I know we my best friend Kim is from Vegas and we went to their wedding, a big Jewish wedding. And yeah, no, that was fun. It was fun, but it was so, I didn't know, there's so much I learned about the Jewish culture, even though I have friends that are Jewish, I've never been to a full Jewish wedding before, I guess. Have we? I don't think we have. I've never. We did Chaldean recently. Mm-hmm. My friend uh, from grad school, remember, she's a, her husband was Egyptian and she was German oh. and they had a big- Eastern Orthodox. Yeah, which was interesting. That was a long ceremony. It was just totally different than anything I'd ever been to. Um, and then obviously, you know, what I'd call like what ours was like non-denominational. Um, oh my gosh. I just uh, uh-huh. realized uh-huh. that church that we went to is, I would assume, because they're Egyptian uh-huh. Orthodox. Uh-huh christians oh probably the guy that the pope that we saw in australia the you know should have told linda she'd be so well i don't think it was really her i think it was more her husband's family six degrees of separation wow linda i'm sorry they had got she got pregnant with twins like right away when they got married and then she was like my whole world changed and i was like yeah twins 
ba-boom. Seems like a lot of work. That's, it's a, just, well, you go from no kids. I mean, we got a dog and that's already a lot. So I can't imagine no kids, two kids. Right. It's a big transition. Um, but my best friend Kim lives in Vegas and she had a big Jewish wedding and it wasn't, ex- I mean, it was exciting, but it wasn't like on Las Vegas Boulevard. This was like, you know, the whole thing, the ketubah and the, what's the thing, Bob that they or go under. And it was the whole shebang. But I didn't know what I was going to say is I didn't realize that you can't get married until the sun is down. Remember, because everybody, like everybody at the wedding got really drunk because <laughs> it was open bar and there were like passing around hors d'oeuvres, but everything was just like taking forever because weddings take forever and they're waiting for the sun to go down. We we're waiting on that pesky sun to go down so we could get, you know, And it was summertime in Vegas. On. So, yeah. Boy, that was fun though. There was uh-huh. such, it, it, it's cool when you go to a culture, a different culture's wedding mm-hmm. and just to see, just to experience what, what, what they do. You Remember know? the dueling bands? Oh Yeah. And the the tossing in the air. Of oh the pe- yeah, the ben. what do they call that? I don't know. He was in a chair, and they were just like bumping him up and down. The you know, it was, he was scared. Well, he looked nervous. He was they clutching on the arms. They say hold for- the chair for onto dear life. What was the saying in Sex and the City? Uh, the hora. That's what it's called. Oh, and um, I remember because Charlotte was talking about the wedding because she's Jew- she converted to Judaism. If you don't know the story, to marry Harry, the love of her life. And she's talking through, I want to do everything to tradition, you know, this, all of this stuff. Blah, 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 blah. And then uh, Anthony, her friend, and also the one who was, de- I guess, designing the wedding or whatever. He's like, the horror. Oh, the horror of the horror. Like, so he goes, okay, hold on to that chair for dear life. Keep a smile on your face. And for the love of God, keeps your legs closed and you're dressed down. Because <laughs> they're like throwing you. <laughs> The horror. Oh, it's really funny. Okay, sorry. We got off topic, Blair. We're back. So remember, don't get excited. It wasn't on Las Vegas Boulevard. Bummer, I know. But yes, there are still tons of drinking. Although most of us were just trying not to die from heat stroke. Oh, it was outside. Right, right. Oh. At one point, the car thought it was 114 outside. That's too damn hot. It is. I no longer live in Vegas. and I don't know how I used to do things with little regard to the heat. We, you become thin-skinned, as I call it. Your blood thins out for sure. Mm-hmm. And because um, so. we're in crazy heat, I feel like here. But the difference between the heat in like Palm Springs or even Vegas and here is the the sun is like hotter here, which I know sounds weird. But when you're in the shade versus in the sun, it's like kills you. Where I feel like I don't know, maybe because we're more south, or are we the same? I don't know. No, the, I think we are further south. The sun is different in the south. Yeah, I think the humidity level, it's like a little magnifying glass. It feels like that. I could be wrong, I don't know. I'm just telling you how it feels. I'm not a, I don't know, meteorologist? I don't know. Do meteorologists even talk? I mean, I know they talk about the weather, but... Yeah, they. I think they're they're uh, licensed to predict the UV index. It's uh, hot here, is what I'm saying. The UV index must be higher, I guess. Maybe. I don't know. And But also, I know that in LA, we would, my mom and Larry would come to visit or even your sister. And we would be like thinking it's cold because it was like 65. And we're like, and they were like, oh, in shorts, like so excited to be outside because it felt hot to them. So I think it's just all you get used to it. That's how you could spot the tourists in Mm -hmm. Southern California. It's the ones in the water. You know, you're like, oh, I know. And we're like, oh, it's too cold. Unless it's, uh, you know, like July and August. Otherwise you're wearing a a wetsuit, you know, a full or a, a half. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and it has to be at least eighty to eighty-five for me to like lay out on a beach. Like seventy is not going to cut it. 
<laughs> it's too cold. <laughs> I'll catch a chill. Okay. But parking garages in Vegas are usually above ground. Yes. The ground is so hard and rocky that most things go up, not down. I didn't actually think about that, but everything in Vegas is up. You don't go into basements like ever. Hmm. I don't know anybody who has a basement. Do you? I don't know that many people in Vegas. I only know two households and neither of them have a basement that I'm aware of. So Yeah, and it all doesn't. Kim doesn't. Mm-mm. And all the parking garages are up, not down. They actually have little scoreboards for each floor. So imagine a little black sign like you'd see at the sporting event, but it's green and it tells you the amount of open spots. We've seen these. They have them at, uh, I think, the Grove in L.A. And there's another another couple parking lots in L.A. that have those. And we see it at the Austin airport. Wow. But it's not correct. No, it's never right. You're like, oh, 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 green light, green light. So you drive up because the, the light is a string of lights mm-hmm. strung over the parking spaces. Mm-hmm. And a green indicates that it should be empty and a red. Well, and they have those at the Austin airport because we recently parked there versus taking a lift back and forth just mm-hmm. because we were only gone for a couple nights and to park for a couple nights is way cheaper. LA is like, for, I don't know, $40 in a day, 30 something dollars. It's crazy. So you don't park there. Um, anyway, on the bottom where the cars pull on is like a little turtle type of thing like a sensor okay but they did not work no so it was we were very frustrated because we drove around and we're like where the fuck are these 12 spots you said that existed because they did not each parking stall has a little sensor on the front to detect a car that's what ours does too so before you even pull into that floor you can know how many open spots you can find it's super helpful i agree when they work the ones at the grove worked like 80 percent of the time and then there's also like, oh, I know where it is. Is it the Century Mall over by Beverly Hills? There were, they had them there too, and they worked fairly well also. But Austin Airport just is not a good representation of it working hmm. for whatever reason. Wishing you all the best as I continue to listen, Blair. Thanks, Blair, for writing in. So good to hear from you. Okay. Oh, I'm excited. Rob from Florida has the best avatar ever. It's Kramer. Ah. And <laughs> it's called The Office Legos. I'm already excited. It says, hey, Sean and Katie, I saw this and naturally thought of you guys. Much love and appreciation, Rob from Florida. Lego is releasing an incredible set based on The Office, and it will be available for pre-order on what? Friday. So this would have been, this is July 15th that the article came out. So that follow i don't know what the 15th was yeah the set is 119 dollars and 99 cents and look at it no kidding you know who would love this rocio oh Oh. us too but rocio my friend rocio loves legos look at phyllis there the phone is giant (laughs) next to her that's funny you know i don't know if this is right or not but i believe that these sets become super collectible Oh, I assume. Then, yeah, but they sell out, so they well, don't. We should do... pre-order. Look, they have the stapler in the Jello. Oh, <gasps> we're going to get on boy, it. Oh thank boy. you, thank you so much, Rob. We appreciate the tip. We're on it. Our good old Floridians helping us out. Our next letter is from Leah. Hello, hey. hello. Haven't heard from her in a while. It's entitled "Tangents, Sports, and Online Shopping." Mm. I'm excited already says, hey, hey, it is your very inconsistent email writer and ambassador of Joy Leah from Germany. I just thought about how wired this internet thing is. There are just thousands of online communities with people who share so many personal stories or interests or whatever, and they don't even know each other in real life. 
Some even, even create whole new worlds. Insert this emoji. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. My mind is blown. I love these aha mind blown moments. Me too. Sean and I were talking about this the other day because we were watching that documentary on Netflix about uh, how to change your mind. I forget the guy's name. Michael Pollan. 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 And he has a book, This Is Your Mind on Plants, that I'd encourage everybody to pick up. Anyway, he's talking about mind altering drugs, LSD, psilocybin, MDMA, and peyote. And it's just a four, a four episode mini series kind of, right? The psilocybin one I find particularly fascinating for the treatment of trauma. But anyways, talking about like getting out of your head and, and how you can have these other experiences. And Sean and I were sharing some like random aha moments we've had in life that were just like, it's hard to describe to people. And I, I find those to be fascinating. There was one time, this isn't even going to do it justice, but one time when I was a kid, I probably couldn't have been more than like 12, probably younger than that, maybe like 10. And all of a sudden I I was like, I was just doing my deep nighttime thinking as one does. And I remember I was looking in the corner of my room. I had these precious moments, things up on the wall. What is a precious moment? It's like a religion based, pretty cute little drawings of kids. And it has little sermon, like little scriptures okay. in it. So it's uh, illustrations. Yeah. They're okay. really cute illustrations. Um, kind of like the big eyed you know, and it'd be like, God is my shepherd. And it's like a little girl with a, you know, almost like a little Bo Peep. Mm. So anyway, I remember looking at those pictures on the wall and just having this realization two part of like how, how young I was all of a sudden being like, I've got a lot of life to live kind of thought and how small I was in relation to the world. Like mm. I was just like this little, it was just a weird, like, anyway leah i agree with you those moments you're like and it doesn't sound like much people are like oh, no duh but i remember being six years old mm-hmm. and living in Kelowna, mm-hmm. uh in british columbia and i was sitting outside as i used to do you know just kind of poking around in the dirt next to it like there's a, a staircase that went up to the next street mm-hmm. and so we were at the end of a cul-de-sac mm-hmm. and uh there was a staircase went up and so there's an area for me to kind of like just kind of like do boy stuff. You know, you're like, you got a magnifying glass and looking at worms. Yeah. You're doing, you know, whatever, catch some tadpoles down the street and then bring them back to your fish tank. Yeah. They you never know. live. It's my little laboratory outside. <laughs> but I remember playing in the dirt and consider like thinking that all the little uh, pieces, like they were so small. I was looking at a, a macro or mm-hmm. a micro environment mm-hmm. and uh, in my head, comparing it to a macro and thinking like, that's what, like I'm so we I, look like to other people like, well that that the space that you know because I was very fascinated with space as mm-hmm. a kid I still am but thinking that like these little pieces these little particles were it's probably what space looks like to in to other consciousness mm-hmm. but I remember being a kid and I'm having a hard time remembering exactly how I yeah, you're how young. I it's it. like me like I don't know how to but I remember just like it was a really deep thought for me at that time mm-hmm. and 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 just being like hmm 
you know, I went yeah. inside, like I, I think I dropped my stuff and I went inside and You're I like, sat I in my room. I got to think on this. Yeah. I went, I went <laughs> I'm going to have a think. And I think I went and got, I, I had a little book about uh, rockets, like NASA, mm-hmm. you know, ro- rockets uh, of the uh, the era, you know, and, and thinking, wow, we're sending uh, the Voyager space probes and whatnot. And then just thinking about like that we're traveling between the, these these little rocks in, in the sky, but outside they look like they're touching. Yeah. And but they're like eat, like light years it's just from a each weird, other. Yeah, you have these weird revelations. Like you know, it was all grown up then. You know, it's all grown up. Yep. So I, we hear you, Leah. We've had those. It's those things are cool. It's like things that I don't know why it, it locks into your memory more. Mm-hmm. I have a funny fun fact for the category crazy sporting events that are oh like professional tag or hide hide and seek. Remember yeah, yeah. we talked about those silly ones like um, uh, what's the Harry Potter? Where they catch the snitch. Oh, yeah. Quidditch. Quidditch. I actually made a note for this week. Mm-hmm. Funny enough about these professional sports. Um, <clears throat> That's funny that me. Leah brought it back out of retirement here. Yeah. I was flipping through Instagram. I won't even bother bringing it up. I'll, I'll grab a photo and put it on the screen. But mm-hmm. there was a dude. You know what parkour is? Mm-hmm. And you know what uh, the high jump is in, in the Olympics? Yeah. The po- or pole vaulting, maybe? Pole vault. If you yeah. have the pole. Yeah. Yeah. High pole jump is without vault. the pole. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, high jumping is just... Yeah, they just they do that weird back bendy things without the yeah yeah, and it was like all that pole vaulting and um, not Quidditch but pole vaulting and well, pole vaulting uh, goes feet first, I think the other goes head first. Oh, oh yeah, backwards, gotcha, and uh, oh. and meets parkour, mm-hmm. and on top of that you throw in a pogo stick. And what this, this dude? That's not was, a real thing. I kid was you not. Was it just his own thing? It wasn't like an no, actual. No, it's a competition, and I think it was on ESPN or something. But I saw it on Instagram because mm-hmm. uh, who's on ESPN? You know, I mean, I'm uh, not. Unless you're looking for the UFC, but he he was flying through the air with the greatest ease and doing like tricks, like twenty feet in the air. Weird. I don't know if you've ever used a a pogo stick before. They're dangerous. I won't. Well, it was like the- everybody hurts themselves because you have to have a hard surface to jump on, and also it's not balanced. And it, it uh, no, no, yeah, and no. Thanks. For some reason, the 1950s, 60s, and 70s spawned this massive, I think, toy revolution between plastics and metals and and and, and mechanical. Like now, we're in its interiority. We're in, inside our heads, inside computers. But mm-hmm. it used to be physical expressions yeah. of, of play. I love my skip it. Right. <laughs> These weird toys from, uh, I don't know, these odd from, toy companies. Might it be from the 90s, I guess. Right. But it was probably invented in the 60s. The Skip It is probably... Well, there were older ones, I think, that were metal. Ouch. A ball and chain? You know, ah! <laughs> well, maybe not, though, because they're just more heavy-duty ones. Because right. mine was plastic, and they get beat up, because you're... I'd go outside, and, I, and it also kept a counter. Yeah. How many times you looped it around? Well, I remember being at a friend's house, and he pulled out a... Uh, 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 a pogo stick? A pogo stick. Thank you. Jesus. Okay. And it flew out of your brain. Put yeah, it flew out of my brain. But I remember the, it looked like it was from a different era. It was a vintage toy, probably from like the 60s or maybe the 70s, you know. Yeah. It's like lawn darts. You're like, oh. Yeah. And he bent the, the foot pegs were like pushed up, I guess, so you could store the stick. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. So it, yeah. And when he brought them down, I was like. Uh-huh. Like old like, metal mm. hinges. Yeah. And the. The rubber grips where your feet go, they, they looked a little, a little perished. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he was very excited. And I think it was like an older sibling, if I can remember correctly. Oh, possibly. And, but it was like a, you know, you're the oopsie baby. So you've got your older siblings toys that mm-hmm. maybe are like 15 or years later. down. Like, because we even uh, recently, because if you guys don't know, my, my grandmother passed away and she was the last, like my papa had already passed away. So their house is filled with all sorts of 
fun random things. And my brother used to love playing Yahtzee with my grandma. She's great with numbers and she can add up the dice like pew. I love Yahtzee. We've played it with her, I believe. Yeah, she's a math genius. She really loves numbers and she's very good with them. And so um anyway, my brother really wanted her Yahtzee game that well he'd gotten it for her and it was just part of it's like a, a memory. So my cousin went to pick it up from the house and he grabbed all the games to give to Nick. He's like, whatever you want to take, you know, because it's just sitting there. Like, and we're trying to figure out what to do and we all have to, it's just a shitty thing to do. But anyway, he brought them all to my mom. I was like, give Nick whatever he wants. And if he doesn't want something, tell him he has, he can give it away, you know. And, but my brother was so stoked because there's like these old games that like, he's like, oh my God, I haven't seen this. And, you know, because my grandma and papa had kids. My dad was born in what, 55. So think of the toys from like the 60s. Right. Anyway, and it's a cool era. Mm-hmm. And this is when Milton Bradley's really, yeah, really started rock to, and roll, you know? Yeah. But so uh, I forget what the guy's name was, but he, he pulled the pegs out mm-hmm. and he was like, let's take it in the backyard. I was like, yeah, yeah, let's oh, yeah, do yeah. it. Oh, dangerous. Danger, danger. And he got on it first to show me how it worked because I'd seen it probably in a cartoon, yeah. but I'd never seen a physical manifestation mm-hmm. of it, you know, or not manifestation, but a physical representation of one. Yeah, to actually play with it and do it like, blah. And he got on it and he went, Rear. Uh-huh. That's the noise. And it, you know, I was like amazed because this guy's getting higher and uh-huh. higher and higher. And he panicked on he got one too of them. High. Well, no, it wasn't that he got too oh, high. Oh, it didn't but hit, he, right? He came down and he didn't come down straight. And it he, like, he came it down an angle. You. Well, he he successfully bailed, which I was like, oh, oh man. Oh, you have to kick it out and land on your feet. Okay. He kind of rolled like a ninja, oh, like oh. over his shoulder. Was he and in he, your ninjutsu with He you? was not, and I was impressed by his ninja oh. skills. I was like, damn, that guy's a natural ninja. I am not a natural ninja, I thought to myself, but I didn't uh, want to tell uh. him that. And the, the thing that scared me was this metal projectile shot off because all his mm-hmm. weight loaded the spring and pew, it took off in the air. If that had hit someone or even or, a window broke oh, a window exactly. right? as kids you don't want to get in trouble mm. you never want to break a window you don't want to be that kid no or if but you're if my you, mom you try to throw a ball for your dog and you throw it through your own window <laughs> you ever be around those kids and uh and a window gets broken and everyone panics they scatter yeah they do they run you drop everything and, leave. and you try to figure out what your story is who yeah. did it i don't know where my baseball glove is mom i i uh, left it uh, i don't know maybe at the school park I mean, the dog was uh, oh. oddly enough there were six baseball gloves by the broken window you know Right. Oh my goodness. Yeah. But I got on the pogo stick and I was not a brave pogoer, pogoist. I was not either. Yeah. I had a, I think I talked about this person and I, their last name was Andrew, I think, but I'm forgetting. I think his sister's name was Jill or Anderson. Anyway, her older brother was a magician. I know he he was, a, he was a nerdy guy, but I'm sure he's doing great now. Anyway, both of, both the kids were very quiet, but Jill was very nice and even her brother he was a very nice guy too but he because he he was so much older so she was like two years older than me and he was like four years older than her or whatever so he would come to like elementary school and do his magic stuff and he could jump on the pogo stick and like do tricks and get back on like crazy stuff and ride on a unicycle he did all sorts of things he had a whole show like carrot top ish you know anyways um, I always just remember being amazed and terrified of it and then we could go play with something like he brought other stuff so we could try things out and i remember the pogo stick i was just like and i like got a little height i was like nope not for me you sense danger with some of the old toys you're like ooh. well and that could like impale me also i didn't know how i would get off there was no cushy it's not like we had like a ball pit i could jump into it was more like i mean it wasn't meant for us to like get crazy 
but I didn't know how I would bail. And even doing a little bit, if you get a little, you can feel if you don't hit land straight, you're like, Wah. yeah. And the thing's only, I mean, you're trying to land on the smallest, it's like a chair leg. <laughs> I always thought my foot was going to, or I always thought the one time I did it, I kept thinking my foot is going to slip into the metal where oh. it like, you oh, know, and, and I would lose toes. It like would be a, oh, like a slicer. Oh. oh, well that thing that yours like, like the opening of it is kind of like dramatic and very, I don't even know. Just I think hardcore where mine was like, had squishy handle. It was new. It was like metal. And then the little plastic rubbery nub and you know, you try to give it a go, but mm-mm. It's so funny, though. I hope that they still let kids take risks and do silly things like that, because nowadays I feel like they'd be like, somebody could hurt themselves. Oh, oh yeah. No, seriously. I'm not one for too many rules, but we should outlaw the pogo stick. It. Some of if them are I very dangerous. I'm elected by you, our people. <laughs> I will make sure that the pogo stick. David redacted, add it to the no pogo sticks in OTDM land. Unless someone can email us a good counter argument mm. to otdmpod at gmail.com um i would outlaw lawn darts and pogo sticks and the rest is fine if i was an astronaut yes and i was going to the moon mm-hmm. on one of these new missions that's supposed to happen within the decade which is crazy i would pack a pogo it's like stick. gromit what's his name in gromit wallace and gromit, wallace and Cracking gromit. Taste, gromit. but i would put it on my backpack see when and when i got off the moon lander i wouldn't go for a rip on the old car and that's you up go there because then I, you'd like shoo, i know imagine lighter maybe you take a pogo stick in the in the pool isn't that similar a, po- a pool go stick a pool go stick aha uh, a new toy was invented Bing. okay we've really gotten off topic leah we're back to professional hide or tag and hide and seek remember did you know that there are jigsaw puzzle world championships i'm going to put my mom on this one since she loves puzzles but no, I did not. How do you turn something like that into competitive sport? Humans are so competitive. It's a bunch of people getting a 500-piece puzzle and racing to finish it. Insert this emoji, the shrug emoji. Bet you they even have a timer next to them and they smash they, it. Time. First place was a woman finishing about 45 minutes. I was intrigued and bought a 1,000-piece puzzle because why start at the beginning level? I finished the edges and was over it. <laughs> I'm watching OTDM episode 121 and I left my, oh, I left my nippy in Fredericksburg and I laughed so much. I love how you guys start with one story, get on a tangent. By the way, no idea what that word means, but Katie uses it so regularly. I think it makes sense here. It does and I'll explain. See what I did here? Man, I hope I, oh, I used it correctly. You did. Back to my story. I love stories in a story that make the story make more sense. That's why we love you, Leah. You're our people. You get it. Asking for a friend, of course, but how do you become friends with people online? You just, I mean, okay, first of all, one thing at a time, a tangent is when like people can use it and say uh, things were done tangentially, meaning that if a, like, think of it as a road, a thought is a road. And if I deviate from that road and I sprout another road, that's a tangent off of the original. I don't know what the exact definition would be, but it'd be, I could look it up. Am I describing it correctly? I think so. I think you, one place leads you to another and you, you just go off on a tangent like, oh, this thought inspired something else. And so we went there. You know? Yeah. Tangent. Oh, a completely different line of thought or action. He quickly went off on a tangent about wrestling. That's the example they give. From the top rope, brother. From the top rope. Oh, Miss Elizabeth. 
Do you know Randy Macho Man Savage? I know who he is, but I don't have any idea about anything more than the fact that you have brought him up. And at Mamrie's birthday party, however long ago, you you recorded a film. So What happened to that film, I might ask? I, I have not produced it yet, but I have the footage. <laughs> Sean, because one guy was dressed up like Macho Man. <laughs> there was a bunch of professional wrestlers at the party. They were dressed as professional Mamrie has wrestlers. a theme, and it's usually UFC wrestling. So we all got dressed up. No, or w- not UFC, WWF. <laughs> yeah, I come in with a babushka hat. Like, what's his book? No. <laughs> the different. eagle from Dagestan? Yeah. You're like, oh, it's a different type of wrestling. I'm like, damn, I missed the mark. Yeah. No, I was uh, Ronda Rousey. Yeah, you're... No, or no, Rowdy Rowdy Piper. And then Ronda Rousey dressed up like him, I guess. And then I took a picture with... Right. It was just a... It's a fun I was night. the green bastard from Parts Unknown. No, right. from Trailer Park Boys. Oh, oh, from Parts Unknown. That's what he says. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, Sean recorded a film with Macho Man. Well, he was so good at doing the voice and they uh-huh. were in the character. And I was like, all right, we're going to film a, a, a Slim Jim commercial, you uh-huh. know, was here it, at the party. I think it was either Hannah or Nada and I were just watching you and we could not be less interested, but you were super interested and all the people that were filming with you, these clips were super into it. Well, in Los Angeles, they're all actors. Or, oh, people you know, just love, people love a the project industry. at a party too. Like, oh, you want to do that? Okay, we'll do this. Okay, oh, I was yeah, directing. Yeah. We had like, I think there was You're probably like, come into the people. scene and then look at the camera. You guys, it was hilarious. Also, I have a confession to make. Well, I already know. You oh, have to confess to me. There was a, a gummy on the counter. Uh, a little yeah, package not of, a brass uh, on weed gummies i think oh yeah and i mean it's legal in california yeah but i i was just you know i'd had a couple of beers Sean i'm like oh, i'll have one of these and Sean then gets focused next thing you know i'm directing a, a major motion picture with an iphone <laughs> if you have a screen grab of it could you put it here yeah, if yeah. you can find it because you guys i would love to see this video at oh. some point okay i'm good at filming them not very good at editing them you know <laughs> takes That's a long time like our wedding video how dare you, you set yourself up for that you walked right into it and i didn't even didn't even think about it till you said that <laughs> Okay, we have to answer her question. How does she make friends with people online? Mm. Uh, there is a Discord server, mm-hmm. the OTDM uh, community. And mm-hmm. um, although it's not super popular yet, uh, people do come in and people they leave People flutter us, in and yeah, about. And people talk and that's mm-hmm. one place. But it's just an example that there are online communities for whatever you're looking for. And I think becoming friends with people online is just is honestly, in a lot of ways, just like in person where you slowly get to know each other. Mm-hmm. I think it's through shared interests like we all like otd and pod or i have the facebook group or you know there's other things like you can get into facebook there's other groups i'm sure there's other podcasts who have communities there's other discord servers and things like that but you just start to chatting people sharing little bits about where you are you know a little bit of time like who you are where you're from what you like to do oh i like to do that too, you know and you share in stuff as you slowly grow into a relationship back in the day when the internet was fresh shiny and new Ooh, before yeah. it you know uh, transformed into these social media sites. Mm-hmm. Do you remember Yahoo chat rooms? Yes, I loved them. Oh my God. Me and Katie, Katie squared. <laughs> I didn't... Uh, we would get in there and chitty chat. Remember I'd be like name, age, sex or location, age, sex, location, oh. ASL. Yep. Cause I remember thinking this is me being the dork that I've always been. I was like, cause she said, Oh, ASL, my friend Katie. And I was like, American sign language. Mm. <laughs> I was all like, I don't know, 12. Yeah. I was living in New Hampshire when that came out or when I discovered it Mm because the internet was like. It still was. Yeah. But Katie lived in a newer development and they had faster internet Mm. because it was becoming a thing. Right. And I remember I was, I was bored, you know, and I jumped on this new Fandango thing, the internet. And um, we would always lie. 
Oh. That was our whole point. Our name was Lily. We were 19. Spoilers, we were 12. She was 11. And we lived in Wenatchee, I think, because mm. we'd gone on vacation there in the summer. That's Eastern Washington. Oh, yeah. We're so elusive. Nice. I went to a party with a bunch of strangers mm-hmm. um, from the New Hampshire group. And we started, so I was in one area of New Hampshire. And then I, I was like, well, I'll go. I don't care. Like, I'm, you know, uh, I'm an adult relatively. Like, I'm. Mm-hmm. I think 21 or something like this, 22. Legally an adult, but maybe not mentally an adult. And then someone's like, I'll pick you up. I'm on the way to the party because New Hampshire is like, there's not a lot of people. Yeah. yeah, And so I I was like, cool. And it was like, I don't know, two hours away. Isn't it crazy? Some of the things that I'm, I look back on that. I'm like, wow, that could have turned out terribly wrong, but it went fine. Like we were talking about date shakes the other day. And I forget this guy's name, Cosmo. Kramer? No, but Cosmo was his name. Anyway, not Kramer, but and maybe his parent. No, because he was he's older. He was probably like I was 20, 23 at the time because I met you in 24. So it was right before I met you, but not long. It was like that summer. Uh, he went to Brian Cass Yoga with like with me at the same studio and I'd seen him for for years. Super nice guy. And one day um, he was we were just chitty chatting after class. Sometimes we'd go down and get like coffees or teas at the real food daily that was downstairs. And he was just chitty chatting. He's like, Katie, I'm going on a bike ride tomorrow down at Huntington Beach. Do you want to come? We'll get some date shakes. And it wasn't like a date. Even though date shakes were involved, there's no other dates happening. He never tried to kiss me or, but it was just, I was like, yeah. So like I drive my car over to somebody's house. I don't know very well other than yoga. He has a bike. Cause I was like, oh, I don't have a bike. Uh, you know, mine's, my tires are flat and blah, blah, blah. I haven't got the tubes fixed yet, yet, yet. He was probably like, likely story chicks always tell me this well no but then the funniest i wish i had a photo because i would love to but there were we didn't have phones like we do now at that time. i mean i guess maybe i did but not not an apple phone i had my blackberry pearl so anyway he's like no i have another bike for you um it even has a nice banana seat and i was like sold so i drive over to his house and the, <laughs> the bike is covered in all i can the best description would be like a fuzzy carpet like a rainbow colored fuzzy carpet. It's like he decorated it. Oh. He's a hippie to the max. Right, right. So it's, it was a fun bike. It was a super fun bike. And then he even had lights in the wheels. Oh, cool. So I was rocking. So we take this bike ride down and around and we go up and we go to the original date shake place that I think is near Huntington Beach or Manhattan Beach. I think it's Manhattan Beach because Huntington's way down, right? I think I'm misspeaking and it's just Manhattan. Would have been a hell of a bike ride. Because I think he was in Venice and went down to Manhattan. Okay. Yeah. That's not, I mean, it's far, <clears throat> it's not that far. Just in my head, piecing things together. And we ride, we get a date shake, which are delicious, by the way, highly recommend. And then we ride back. He makes me a veggie burger because he's vegan or whatever. And then I go home. It was a very lovely day. What a random, but then uh, sometimes Making I friends. think I'm like, uh, Katie, don't go by yourself to some stranger's home. Like what? But you know. Yeah. I think as long as you're in public or, you know, getting to know somebody, but I think if you're meeting people, you, you kind of want to be in a group. You know, I agree. That's settings. why Cause don't do what I did. Although that bike was rocking. It was fun. Southern California, the bike culture is really fun. And also just, I really enjoyed, I went through a huge hippy dippy phase of my own. And I, I just like that culture. Mm. <laughs> it's very non-judgment. It's a safe space. Everybody wants to hang out, chill out. I like kooky people who are passive. Mm-hmm. I think it's fun. You and know, Cosmo was totally pa- just a nice guy. He wasn't. I mean, how could you not with a name like Cosmo? You know, and he was just like, yeah, man. Like he was, you know. 
he was probably at that time I was like 23, 24. He was probably like 40. He like rode a skateboard everywhere. He had this old VW van. He was just very quintessential. He lived in El Segundo. That's My name it was. is Otto and I like to get blattoed. <laughs> he lived in El Segundo. Yeah. And so, yeah. Anyway, it's just a funny. That's the bus driver from Simpsons. I know it is. Oh, I know. Okay. okay. I know. that. I didn't do a very good job. But anyway, that's voice. a random Katie story. And I had a good time and everything was fine. And then I went home. Ta-da. And I like wanted to recreate that date shake for myself and didn't go very well. Hold there. We had to take a slight pause because Roxy's barking her little noggin off outside and Sean got her and now she needs a bath. Okay. Back to Leah's letter. Yes. Are you ready? You smell like the outdoors. I smell like, like out? Like out. Like, I don't even know. What's, Ozone? Well, I was going to say what's out in French, but I didn't, it didn't come to me. Dog. 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 I'm not really married. I really have a hard time with that inner R roll thing. I just want to like hawk a loogie. Rouge. I can't. I, I try, you guys. I, you know, hablo de espanol. So it's more like. Montreal. I know I have a hard time. Although my babble. I was being over. over I know. The top, though. But my babble always says like, we hear you clearly. Like they have you pr- like practice pronunciations. And I, you get the gist of it. Maybe it'll get easier as I practice more. Okay. Back to Leah's letter. Sorry. Hope this makes all makes sense. My brain is all over the place. It's okay. I feel that way all the time. The real reason why I picked up my phone to write an email to you might make Sean excited and Katie roll her eyes. I'm prepared. Sean, I have successfully <clears throat> ordered something from Alibaba. Yes. <laughs> Tell me what happened. I hope I hope it works for you because <laughs> it's fully functional. That was my first question. Still works. Well, partially. It or- and it was very cheap. What, okay, wait. So she ordered something and it has arrived. Okay. And she has used it and it still works. Partially. And it was very cheap. It's a tumble mat. Oh, that when you're in gymnastics, like, uh, well, she'll probably tell us. Let's, it's a tumble mat called Air Track. It's for cheerleading and gymnastics. It makes the floor a bit softer and jumpier. You know, when they do their floor exercises at the Olympics, they're on a, a tumble. It's like it has springs, little bits of spring. So. Kabam. You know how Joe was a cheerleading coach? Yes. And I was uh, in with that crowd? Yep. And it's amazing. So a lot of them had gymnastic skills. And in Aliso Viejo, uh, Sean's ex-girlfriend, she her parents uh, had owned a, a a gymnasium, a gym. Oh, yeah, yeah. I forgot about she that. Was mm-hmm. a cheer- no, she was, no a, she was a gymnast. A gymnast. But the cheerleaders would train there as mm-hmm. well. And a tumble track is amazing. I'd never seen one before. And what these kids could do, like they run, but they- Well, and it gives them more momentum and it, it's like springier, like she said. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. I was always scared. Like I, I would walk gingerly on it. Because <laughs> you don't know how to use it. Like, you know, I don't either. Um, so it makes the floor a bit softy, a softer and jumpy. The mat is awesome. I don't have any issues with it. Only the electric pump- blew the fuse in my apartment and after that i didn't turn it on again so i just bought Wait. a sump pump for it i don't understand or a sup pump sup pump. do you live in a very long apartment like a tumble track because you have to build you run you hit it you like a ninja you flip flop maybe flip. she has a hallway we can do it right here right in the front door i don't think we have enough room for that <clears throat> how much we're it it's probably shorter leah tell me it's probably maybe let's say 10 feet long and you just do your tumbles your rolls yeah, maybe it's like a personal size one. The only ones I've seen is maybe like a 45 foot run, you know, like it's a, it's a lot longer of a stretch. Yeah. Maybe 45 is too long. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe she'll tell us more. Let's. Okay. 
So got a different pump for it because she's not going to do that again. Works like magic. I guess I wouldn't advise to buy electric stuff like the three-wheel electric RV, but maybe a, a SUP, that SUP, uh, I don't know what that stands for, SUP. Stand-up paddleboard? No, because it's her tumble mat. She bought a SUP pump. So maybe a SUP wouldn't be too dangerous. Hmm. I don't know. They sell these mats for 300 bucks, and mine was 90 including shipping. Oh, wow. That's way cheaper. Yeah. But I might add that I was extremely nervous to order this and have not have, have since not tried again, tried it again. Okay. Very interesting. So mm-hmm. a successful purchase from Alibaba. Yeah, and it mm. still pretty much works. Topic, travel tips. I like that alliteration. Topic, travel tips. A couple of weeks ago, I went to Italy. I'm so jealous. Rome and Sorrento. We need to book our vacation like yesterday. I need to know that it's happening. Maybe we should go to Italy. Why stop there? I also want to see Charleston, but we could go. Let's do this. The open road. When I came back and was telling a friend how it was, she stopped me and said that I just spoke about food for the last 45 minutes. And if I saw any sights at all, you know, you've done it right. You've done it the St. Louis way. That's what Sean and I do. The Trevi Fountain. Is this near a good restaurant? What do they have in the area? Even in Amsterdam, people... I didn't realize it was Easter weekend, so it was hard to get tickets to anything. I forget what we even did, but everybody went to like the tulips and they wanted the bike riding and they wanted to go to see the, the naked van, ladies in the windows. The and van, we were like, oh yeah, where, where's the food? The Van Gogh Museum. And I, we didn't do any of that. I was just like, no. Oh no, we went to the, the Reichs. Went to the Reichs. Reichs we, what? The Reichs Museum. Oh, I thought there was more of the name. Uh, maybe, Reichs but it's Garden a big or... museum. Yeah, that was cool. It, Reichs is like a shortened version. It's like Reichsable. It's a very uh, Dutch. Uh, yeah, yeah. Lots of letters. Lots of lots of I's J's and E's and, and J's. I'd like to buy a vowel, please. E. And it's like ding ding ding, ding 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 ding. I. The Reichsschlagschlagschlagschlagschlagschlagschlagschlagschlagschlagschlagschlagschlagschlagschlagschlagschlagschlagschlagschlagschlagschlagschlagschlagschlagschlagschlagschlagschlagschlagschlagschlag